Hey folks, Andrew Rawl here, Old Blood and Guts. Today we're going to take a look at the Vandal Driller Capital Ship as part of Vandal Volumes. Being a short week, we wanted to do a few ship reviews and a few other things on this channel, but obviously we're waiting for the 2.6 release. So let's begin with a few introductions. Agony. Karlovsky. McTaggart. So the Vandal Driller Capital Ship reveal. Um, pretty interesting, and I think this goes... Uh, along with some of our former updates and having sort of a collective uh, society approach to the Vandal, right? Because if anything says that they sort of have this collective insect-like uh, society, you start talking about harvesters. You know, all the males go out and do all the work. Uh, if it's a matriarchal situation, you have the queen bee, or maybe the queen is the one speaking through all of those uh, video feeds. But this makes a lot of sense that, you know, they have a harvester, they show the harvester flying along. It looks like a pretty barren planet, so I don't know if the planet has already been mined the heck out of, and they're just kind of withdrawing, or they're arriving here because it's a mineral-rich planet. I thought it was interesting. Um... Definitely unexpected. I, it caught me off guard. At, you know, as you started seeing the review, and was like, "Oh, is it the kingship? Is the kingship?" And then to see it was actually the the driller. Definitely shows a lot of work that they've been doing in Squadron Forty Two. But um, a lot of interesting ship, and and we actually had a discussion last night about what the what the small fighters were that sort of flew off to the side around it, and definitely determined they were um, glaives with folded wings, but cool video and then afterwards the discussion of uh more about the vandal hierarchy and bodies and integrated armor it was it was really fascinating yeah so clearly they have um small fleets of these groups that run around harvesting resources from planets uh you know from surfaces of planets i'm sure they have some kind of a space situation too where um you know they mine stuff from local stars or whatever else asteroid belts so the layout of the ship itself um Pretty classy Vandal look, <laughs> you know, in the way that these ships are being developed. Very sort of uh, raw and dangerous looking. Even the collector ship looks a little dangerous. It, I don't, I doubt that this is supposed to be a warship, but with all those sprawling uh, turrets on the sides of it, both sides, it seemed like it had quite a few weapons. Well, definitely. I mean, it was really impressive, and how they start popping out and looking at you, and it's all were they all like tried barreled mounts? Whereas I think everything we've seen from the human UEE universe has all been dual turrets. These all look like triple turrets. Makes me wonder if they, they as you mentioned, are defensive more so than, you know, anti-ship type mounts. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And I think what you're going to see a lot of, I think the from the design aesthetic side and from the functionality side for uh, CIG, they've realized that these large capital ships need a flak screen of protection, and a lot of their latest designs uh, seem to incorporate that. So there's a lot of smart, smaller turrets that include fighter or bomber-sized uh, weapons, essentially designed to destroy anything that's incoming shooting at the capital ship. And I think that should be expected at the very least, and you can see that with this Vandal driller ship, just the way that uh, the turrets are aligned uh, to give the ship itself pretty wide range of optimal fire. So anything approaching from top vector, bottom vector, from sides, you know, these most of the turrets can uh, get a vector on that incoming craft and send off some shots. Again, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that really plays out with some of the. I mean, it's a beautiful design from sort of a, almost a organic type feel with all the curves and the integrated lines and really a, a definitely an alien look and feel to it in a cool sort of way. It's, it's sinisterly beautiful. 
Maybe that's the way to think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly a way to describe it. And it looks like, uh, again, uh, in terms of the Vandal ship designs, it has that empty but ribcaged style armor effect uh, on the top of the ship. It looks like that top portion is meant to land small craft. It looks like it has a mini flight deck up top. You know, maybe uh, it opens a little bit from the front, ships land in it, so on and so forth, they take back off. But it does look like it has sort of an enclosed small flight hangar there. Yeah, definitely. And um, it was kind of interesting, again, going back to, to the later piece, and it kind of made sense then, as the, the devs were talking about how they had the concept design for uh, the Vandal and how the armor itself was almost fused or integrated into their bodies. It, kind of goes back to almost their ship design too as you have these sort of free floating rib cages and the and the style itself sort of blends and molds into the core of the ship it, it's it's almost like it's fused different parts of it are fused to a core yeah if you also notice as the ship flies by in the reveal video there's you can see that there's this huge glowing portion that looks like the center of the re reactor interface that maybe breaks down of these raw materials into some kind of storage capacity but that same color and sort of um, glowing portion is present throughout the ship it's almost like it's running in some kind of a cycle and it's processing something as it's flying by you you know it's processing all the minerals that it recently picked up and i think that's what some of those uh, small circular glowing portions are they may actually be part of that interface where you have this you know massive cauldron that's breaking down elements uh, and storing them somehow the discussion on the Vandal ship where a lot of those those compartments were around the uh, engineering section. I wonder if there's some something about either the organic material or the heat or something that that's part of their environment or something that regulates their their body temperature or I, I don't know but it's there's something there between the, the these collection of elements and materials this um processing if you will and and where these you know sort of dormitories are located i think there's an evolutionary process there and i guess another option for that sort of pulsed glowing effect as it flies over could be some kind of scanning apparatus so you have the reactor core in the center or the, the cauldron of sorts that breaks down those minerals and that sort of glowing pulse that you see from the bow of the ship to the stern as it flies over, maybe that's some kind of scanning interface. It's flying over uh, rock, right? It's scanning those rocks potentially to see if it can find any useful gathering material, you know, so it can sit up and actually start to mine or whatever else it does. That may be the other option uh, in terms of that pulsing look. It may not be the reactor breaking things down. It may be scanning. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, and then something else that was interesting, and let me tie back to that, was the vandal and how they communicate with languages, um, a lot of colors and, and also a lot of sign language. Um, in, in their speech, and I wonder if that color, that red color, has some defining symbolism to it in in their speech and communication. That's what, what I was kind of thinking, considering they were speaking on the bioluminescence that they naturally have and how it's been incorporated into their communication. So I was wondering if that on their ships was also... Uh, 
a, a way for them to communicate to each other, maybe without actual voice comms in some way. That then helps us to understand why they had the video component and why that was necessary. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the more and more we see from the Vandul, we have to go back to that sort of collective insect-like uh, society where structured like a beehive, uh, you know, these folks are running around collecting resources. That one vandal on the screen may be the matriarchal queen or something like that. It may be the king. I don't know how it's set up, but the more and more we see about this stuff, and that could also be an explanation for the lack of written language that matches their spoken language inside the ship, is that these these uh, vandal that are running within this collection, they're drones. Okay, so they're not. They're not the kind of entity you want to walk up and have a conversation with. Frankly, maybe you can't even have a conversation with them because their sole purpose is to defend the hive, so to speak, or defend the clan or, or you know, uh, group or whatever we want to call it. They're out there performing a task. You know, they're not going to interact anything beyond that task. They're going to fight if they have to. They're going to do the manual labor, but they're not the ones actually controlling the ship or anything like that. Hence also why we don't uh, see females, because perhaps the queen, or there's a limited number of females that are required in this society. Exactly, exactly. And just like a beehive, you wouldn't have a large amount of female presence. You would have maybe one or two. And frankly, most of the time it's just one because uh, the one that wants to pass on the genetics, they usually fight with each other uh, to take that dominance. So it, it very well may be something like that. And I think the more the more on the Vandul, we see that those kinds of parallels exist. So you have harvester collector ships, right? Just like bees run around, collect, run around collecting food for the hive. This, this feels very much in that pattern to me. So um, the small ships, when the driller capital ship is passing, and you have a bunch of small fighters that, that pass over there, uh, I'm curious to what they are. They don't look like, they don't look like glaives, they don't look like scythes. What are those things? They're just, uh, they look different somehow. We actually went back and broke that video down afterwards because this had a very long discussion last night because they did look different in first inspection but when we when we stopped it and scanned and went back to look at some of the posted images from the RSI website they 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 are glaive with folded wings so that folded wing image and this this was the other interesting piece was why do they need the folded wings in sort of atmosphere you would think that they want the wings down for more lift aerodynamics in the atmosphere but they were folded yeah and that makes sense that they're glaives with uh, the wings up now that i'm taking a closer look at it i can see that the other thing i think you can remember too is that maybe they're generating enough lift as it is with the the wings up and the vandal consider them more as weapons than um you know actual sort of aerodynamic surfaces you know so when they retract like that it essentially means they're not in combat yeah but i think it probably has something to do with that it's you know, a lot of these ships, considering they have so many thrusters and things like that, it's not like we're dealing with traditional aerodynamic forces uh, like we deal with in the real world. Uh, we are providing thrust from one direction. All of these ships have thrust from a variety of different directions, and the aerodynamic uh, properties that you would need in order for atmospheric flight are much different when you have those kinds of thrusting vectored uh, setups. You also have to remember, based on their uh, mobility and how they kind of bounce around, they come from a uh, gravity, uh, a planet with gravity of much less than Earth has, and so therefore all of their mechanics would kind of be along the same line. Not yeah. necessary to have so much lift, as you said. 
It also makes me wonder in terms of their physical condition, are they, because they come from a lower gravity world, are they lighter built? You know, uh, do they have hollow bones, so sort of like birds where, or, you know, they're, they're pretty mobile and they're fast? Um, are they a little bit heavier? I mean, I, I think a lot of that stuff will be revealed and make more sense, but sort of uh, carrier deck it has on the top of the ship, clearly that's a carrier deck, right? I mean, do you guys see that as the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. It's also interesting on the video, they, they indicated that they were able to place their armament inside their bodies or attached to their bodies in such a way that uh, you would think that their bodies are of lighter construction until they form kind of a natural armor or uh, actually implement armor or put it in there. So I guess another part of that is they don't seem to have an exoskeleton, right? They seem like they... You know, they have soft surface just like human beings do. Because that would be another thing. With all these parallels to a collective insectoid society, one may question, you know, their physical appearance and, you know, how tough they are. What was, you know, going back to the, the latter part of the discussion on, on the Van Duel themselves, less achieved warriors start off with all this armor and additional armor plating that's on them as they uh, advance in rank and achieve and... and grow their stature as warriors they uh, remove more and more of their armor to be show that they have the the skill and prowess in combat um, I thought that was interesting right yeah that that's got some very interesting uh, uh, implications especially when it comes to their society if you actually stop and think about it for a few minutes they they obviously value keeping their soldiers alive so the inexperienced ones are heavily armored but as a soldier gets more experienced more powerful more wise you could even technically say they remove armor and make them more vulnerable was that it or were they in fact saying that as they grew older they developed a natural toughness uh didn't get that part of it that that's interesting that's kind of what I felt is that their their body developed or matured or something that gave them a natural armor, but that the young ones didn't have. But maybe I got that wrong. Well, if the armor itself is is sort of integrated into their body and sort of molded, welded, there were a couple of different terms that were used. It, it then makes me wonder if they maybe this goes back to the insect thing or even a reptilian piece. Maybe they molt their skin and as they grow and develop in years they because how could you start off with this integrated armor that's heavily pieced that's part of their their body and then you lose it as you gain in stature it would think there's got to be some sort of mold molting or shedding process where you could get removed pieces or maybe they reform maybe this is a constant you know collecting materials bodies are reformed and integrates whatever you put into it or absorbs it. I'm, I'm not sure. It was very puzzling. Well, the other thing, too, is with this driller ship, you have to assume that there's something much, much larger for this driller ship to drop off its collected items, right? It's something that's, you know, pretty massive. Maybe it's a kingship, maybe it's something else, but um, there's got to be something going on there, too. But, you know, clearly with the carrier deck... Uh, there maybe it's not military based because it's a driller ship. Maybe this the Vendel have their own little versions of the Prospector, if you will. Uh, they take off from that deck and also help within uh, sort of that mining capacity. Or maybe the driller just takes care of the mining itself, and you know that flight deck is more for defense. So I hate to keep bringing up a point that I seem to always do, but it just seems like there's you know looking at these engine structures in the back. Of course, they're massive. 
I'm not seeing a lot of defensive protection in the back underside. But that that actually reflects the same thing as their bodies. Like they they seem to patch onto their ships and flesh it out and then change it and morph it somehow. And very clearly with the design aesthetics of the ship, everything looks like a knife. Every ship they have has some kind of a blade interface or it looks like it's a sharp object. And uh, of course this design uh, maintains that and uh, I don't know, I think it's a pretty cool looking ship. Oh, definitely. I don't know, all that did was uh, give us more questions. I don't know that we answered anything. Yeah, yeah, it's, we're going to have difficulty sort of projecting uh, many things. I would say that in the front of the ship itself, it looks like there's a pretty large uh, fixed turret of capital-class weapons. I don't know if those are mining, that's mining gear, but it looks like some kind of a ship-to-ship -ship weapon turret. Yeah, several times people were indicating that some of their weapon types were actually larger than some of our more capital ships that we have. Yeah, we talked about that in uh, the last episode, um, Vendel Volumes, that we had, that the original kingship turret, and the design's been modified since then, but the original kingship turret was the size of an Idris just by itself. If this is indeed the Harvester Collector, um, I'm not sure those are mining lasers. I think that if we've seen some of the design, at least something stuff that seems to have been revealed, there are these, these harvesters that do that breakdown uh, of material on planet side, and I guess then they come back and collect. But didn't they look more like combine type machines? Yeah. Being more like the hive, the, the collective area where everybody kind of focuses from. Maybe this is the ship that, that houses the queen. The floating processing plant, if you will. Or floating hive, yeah. Oh, potentially. And another thing with, uh, you know, the spoken language and the lack of written language in these ships, maybe there is some kind of um, signal being passed between these Vendel that's unintelligible to us. Maybe it's some kind of a, you know, insects have a pheromone thing that they do. They also uh, use their antennae to, to, to broadcast signals in strange ways that we don't really quite get. You know, maybe it's something like this. That would be an explanation to the lack of written language inside their ships. Maybe there's just a layer there of communication we just don't see. Yeah, you have the scent, you have the color, you have uh, instinct almost. So uh, maybe there really isn't the requirement to have the level of language that we have. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the green interface that's talked about on the Captured X-12, and then you have sort of a lot of, like, deep orange and reds and stuff like that. I mean, maybe the Vandal, maybe they're just our version of uh, Santa Claus. You know, maybe they're here to deliver gifts and we shouldn't be so fierce with them. Oh, yeah. The Vandal who stole Christmas? Let's make a movie. I don't know. That Vandal sitting there at the end of the movie kind of looks like the Grinch to me. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting structure. Um, some of the webbed structure here on the side kind of goes back and, and makes me wonder about the um, stealthiness, if you will, of it. Because if you recall, when the Prowler came out, they had sort of that meshed, woven uh, side structure that, that RSI indicated had some better absorption properties and reduce their their signature. I wonder if that's, you know, again, two different cultures here, but I wonder if that's got something to do with some of these interlaced structures. And, and granted, I understand that, that from a vandal aspect, a lot of these things seem to be organic and woven and grown, but I, I wonder if some of this cross-section is not as massive as we think from a radar signature standpoint. I would think that they're actually quite radar efficient in that sense it would be kind of uh, 
like trying to take a radar image of a skeleton coming towards you versus a fully fleshed skeleton coming towards you. Interesting. Maybe we just have to adapt our radar to look for different wavelengths, different things. Thanks for listening to Vandal Volumes Episode 2, the Vandal Driller Capital Ship. Feedback welcome as always. Feel free to subscribe and see you in the verse.